0: everyone, this is your Texas Bilingual Realtor, Elizabeth Miranda. Welcome to Casa y Vida. Each week, we interview local community leaders, business people, entrepreneurs, artists, and just everyday people from the great state of Texas. We love sharing information about our city, our beautiful state, and of course, our Latino culture. And now, let's listen to this week's podcast. Welcome. To casa y Vida. I am Liz Miranda, your host.
1: And I'm Laura Ramirez, your co-host. And we are joined today in our studio with our special guest, Dr. Rosalinda Mercado. From She is the CEO of eColors in Education. Welcome to our show. Uh, good afternoon, everyone. I'm so glad that I had this opportunity to be here with you today. So thank you for the invitation. Definitely. We are just really glad that you're here today. Thank
0: yes, you. and it's my first time meeting you. And as I was just telling you a little bit, uh, right before we started, you are incredibly young. I'm like PhD. <laughs> The doctor I mean how how can you, how can this be well um,
2: good genetics I, maybe yeah. <laughs> um, no I think that there's several uh, pieces that are involved that sometimes when you see someone uh, on the outside you really don't know what's motivated and what's uh, kind of given them that fire to, to get things going and for me it started at a really young age um, I was 17 at the time uh, back in 1990. Uh, when I decided to place myself in a children's home. And so that trajectory kind of guided what decisions I made thereafter. Yes. Wow.
0: So you went. uh, So uh, based on that, you, um, you know, then you later went on to school and obviously, you know, bachelor's uh what master's, masters and phd the, yeah my doctorate wow that's amazing well we're going to want to hear a little bit more about your story but first what we're going to do is we're going to ask you an icebreaker sure uh we we do this uh with our let guests. her do it
1: to herself let her pick <laughs> her own question oh, really? that we you have no one to blame but yourself okay. uh, well there's no fault it's just a question right <laughs> right <Yeah. laughs> okay, and i'll do the honor of asking you the question <laughs> And just so you'll know, our uh, rule is you're you're allowed to pass okay. once, and after that, you do have to answer. So hopefully okay. but nobody and we passes. Exactly, <laughs> not yet. So the question that you chose for yourself was, what was your first record, tape, or CD that you ever owned? Jeez, um,
2: it wouldn't be tape. Couldn't afford it back then, uh, but I did know of tapes. Um, <laughs> uh, it would have been a CD at college, uh, Boys to Men.
1: Oh wow! Okay, and what was your favorite song from the Boys to Men CD?
2: Um, okay, no, I, I only know jingles now at this point because I haven't heard. We can sing it. <laughs> uh, no, Go ahead. On. I, I only do the karaoke version. So <laughs> I had a little Boys to Men. I do that with you, but I'd like uh, when they first first got together. They had a really nice album, and that was like my freshman sophomore year of college, and that that was my CD
1: of okay. choice.
0: Yeah, well, that's pretty. That's pretty neat. Was it yeah. end of the road? By yes? Chance? Okay. I, so. I just, I just <laughs> had to put that out there.
1: So I just wanted to for you to date yourself because she just mentioned that you were young. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> no, I've been. Yeah. I'm. I'm a little older than probably what I look.
0: You, yeah, you definitely <laughs> must be, because you definitely look very young. You look like you could still be she in college. She exercises a lot.
2: That's the secret. <laughs> yeah, I can see you also exercise a lot. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so tell us about your, um. you, you are currently the CEO of, uh, what's it called? E-Colors Again, and Education. E-colors, E-colors, mm-hmm. E-Colors and Education. And um, what led you to, to, to where you're at right now? Uh,
2: well, so first of all, my background is in education. Uh, I, for 17 years, I was an educator all the way from um, teacher to assistant principal to principal to superintendent. And uh, the work that I had done in those 17 years was um, impacted in in my last um, assignment where I was working at a high school, actually uh, not but a mile from this studio. Um, And when I was working in that particular high school, a business partnership came in um, and that business partnership started with Chevron and Equilibria. Um, And what happened was they wanted uh, me as the the campus principal at the time to consider um, offering essential skills to students, uh, what we would have formally called as soft skills. And and these are the skills that they would need to be either college or workforce ready. Uh, We took that work on for four years as partnership. Uh, Students' lives were changed, Mm -hmm. and consequently, um, by the fourth year, Um, It was uh, now my turn to establish um, eColors in Education, which didn't exist before. And it's the nonprofit arm of Equilibria. And so for the last six years, um, I've been doing that work uh, across the U.S.,
0: Awesome. Yeah, I, I hesitated with the names. I'm like, I, I know I saw Equilibria and then yes. I saw E-Colors. And I'm like, OK, is,
2: are they the same or are they different? Right. So uh, the the company is different because obviously Equilibria is our for profit. They work with oil and gas industry and our nonprofit works in the um, educational arena, nonprofit organizations and with government entities. I see.
0: And so tell me, what kind of services do you guys provide?
2: Well, uh, The majority of the services that we provide are in the professional development series. So we offer leadership retreats. Um, We offer training for school boards. Uh, We also train the youngest of students starting at age seven and provide them uh, with training to understand themselves and also have an awareness of uh, some self-regulation, what can they do behaviorally to manage themselves, uh, particularly in the school environment. So it, it ranges from students to parents to teachers to the highest level of leader in an educational environment. Okay, so, so do you work primarily in schools? Uh, primarily in schools, but also we work with universities um, as well. Um, and um, even our, your neighbor here, the Houston Zoo, uh, they're a nonprofit organization, so we work with them also. Okay, awesome.
0: Well, we're going to want to hear more about some of the things that you do with colors. Yes. Specifically with colors. Yes. And um, uh, But we're going to take a little break right now to thank our sponsors, and we'll, we'll come right back. Mm-hmm.
3: Getting approved for a home loan is the first step when buying a home. To submit your loan application, call Susie Condolopoulos with Gateway Mortgage Group at 281-250-2696. Susie is bilingual in English and Spanish. Again, that is Susie Condolopoulos with Gateway Mortgage Group at 281-250-2696. So
1: we are back to our show. We are here with Dr. Rosalinda Mercado. She is the CEO of eColors in Education. And we were just starting to talk a little bit about eColors and the partnerships that you have uh, with some of the educational entities and nonprofit organizations. And tell us a little bit about your work and how you get to travel a lot. Uh, it's not as sexy as it sounds. <laughs> it does sound. <laughs>
2: uh, there is a lot involved in work. Uh, you What we call onboard, you have to get yourself there. Uh, and then you train, and we train either in half-day or, or full-day segments, uh, anywhere from 10 people to 150 people uh, in the audience. Um, and then after you you're... Uh, conduct the session, then, uh, you know, I return back to my home base. But uh, that, that is repeated every week, and it depends on who is needed. Um, this is our busiest season. It's back to school. It's, uh, so everyone has these professional development series that they request. And we happen to cover um, the eight essentials. So remember earlier I had said to you that um, when Equilibria and Chevron came to my school, they wanted uh, me to incorporate some essential skills for students. Um, So one of the things uh, and one of the most important thing is uh, self and team awareness. So how well do you know yourself and how well do you know yourself around others? Um, And if you didn't have that awareness, it was not likely that you were going to be an ideal team member. Uh, And so once we figured that out, then we could move to the rest of the essentials. So the other one is um, shared vision and values. Even as I'm talking to you about this from a professional perspective, You could still, uh, Liz, look at uh, your personal life and say, What are your core values? What do you stand for today that you now realize? Uh, And so people started recognizing that those core values tend to uh, bleed in with the work that they did as well. The third essential, if you will, is uh, clarity of roles and process. So, Laura, if you've ever worked in an entity where someone threw their hands in the air and said, It's not in my job description. Uh, when they do that, it is likely that the role either wasn't clear or the process wasn't understood, and so they don't get any faults. They Mm -hmm. they throw their hands in the air. But why they do that is what we're trying to find out so that we can be clear. Those three components are the driving elements to resulting conditions. So um, when you say that you want to build trust, uh, in an organization or within the team that you're working with, did you um, have an awareness of yourself and your team? Did you have shared visions and values? And did you have clear roles and process? Mm-hmm. If you didn't, then it's unlikely that you will have trust, uh, or at least the trust that you're looking for, to have that momentum to keep you going. Uh, and so we continue to further dig into things like the, uh, that, the, that are modules That would impact an organization. But that kind of implementation uh, takes a three to five year commitment from every organization.
1: So when you were talking about the, you know, the know yourself first, Mm -hmm. it's foundational, correct? So you'd have to, in order to be, I guess, to to have this effectively work on a team or in an organization, you would have to do some internal work. Right. Uh,
2: The idea here is that in order for someone or a team to grow, they have to be willing participants. If they're not, then the foundation, the very foundation you're working from, is broken. So, what you want to do is be able to take people where they are, even if they may feel broken, but have an awareness of that. Now, where do we go from here? If you're looking at people that don't want to move, uh, forward, then that's where their their difficulty lies in some of the organizations uh, that you know um, have found that they have called us to come assist because they're trying to figure out what that is to move people forward.
1: Oh, okay, so they find themselves often like in a stagnant yes, uh, yes. form of operation, and they right. want to they want to be able to fix it at the surface level or as much as you can. You, you yeah you, to you be able and to
2: and with that um it, you take the personality diversity indicator to discover your e-colors or what we call the pdi and when you take that liz you took it yes, yes and, and yes. you found out your e-colors were uh, red yep. and yellow and
0: red yellow and so
2: red. so we would say that your e-colors are predominantly yellow over red but as you said you had um, a, a reflection or a percentage of each of the other e-colors so the yellow is a socializer uh, they like to get things uh, done in a way by conversation. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that, that can get dismissed uh, with the yellow is that people think, oh, they just like to talk. The reality is that's how they connect. Um, and, and they connect with people through storying, through conversation. Mm-hmm. But it does require time. Um, the red part uh, would be the doer. And I believe that's your top. That's my primary color. key color uh-huh. and, and the doer uh, likes to get things done brief and to the point um but the yellow red combined just um as you have in your e-colors is big picture oriented and fast paced go 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 move move that's move that's me that's <laughs> 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 yeah, like okay this is what's about yeah, <laughs> right um, but what you have to consider is the way that we frame um, the e-colors is then the other two e-colors the blue and the green uh, would be opposite of that. The the blue is the relater. Uh, they uh, empathize and listen really well to other people, um, and the green is the thinker, where they process and like lists and order and organization. But the blue green green blue combined are steady paced, um, and they need more information. So they may ask you questions, but they're not asking you questions to question you. They're asking questions so that they can get clarification. And that can be misconstrued by someone who's ready to go and move on with the task. And they're still uh, waiting back here, not moving, because they don't have enough information to know what next step to take.
1: You know, and that's that's funny you said that because, as you mentioned before, my primary color is red. So I'm, I'm primarily a red-yellow, mm-hmm. so I'm a doer socializer and you just mentioned that the other two colors were blue and green. Yeah. I also had my husband Tony take the test yes. and he's blue green. Really? So, so it kind of it works kind of in his favor but not in his favor because <laughs> at times I think we have a difficulty commu- a difficulty a difficult time communicating because he does tend to think about something and process it where I just want an answer right away right and but at the same time um, the way that you even described it mm-hmm. you
2: saw that as a problem he doesn't see his thinking as a problem right and I was gonna, yeah, I was gonna say
0: yeah it. he's probably listening to this day she's right she's exactly right and I, and I was gonna say that I think that one of the the the, 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 the benefits here mm-hmm. or what your what the outcome should be that you're trying to understand the other person That's based uh, if you know what what they are they're, mm-hmm. they're not trying to be difficult they're not trying to be questioning you that's just who they are exactly. and, and it's. I think it's it's very similar to the disc right uh, profile right because we use the disc a, a lot now when you know hiring people mm-hmm. right and so it also is very similar and 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 now that I'm more familiar with that I wasn't familiar with um e-colors with e-colors but I'm familiar with the disc and so when I hire people uh, I, you know, say I want you to do the disc, and that kind of, you know, tells me also their, 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 their like they're 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 like, they're going to be good
1: on your team? Like, if yeah, they're, they're going to be, be a be good, good team, team member, and then
0: also understand I have to keep that in mind, mm-hmm. you know, that this is what they're good for, and they should be good for that position, and, and the same thing here, right? Uh, but I always remember one time it was years ago that I had one supervisor. I was like so mad. I was the manager of the office, and I was so mad at some employee, and and one day, you know, and I was like, you know. They're fired. And then, and he, this is like the owner, right? The owner is like, you that's know, the yes, red. It's like, why? Like he goes like, you know, the thing is that not everybody's like you. Right. You know, not everyone's mm-hmm. like you. And, and, and he didn't see the problem, you know, and I'm like, it, it kind of like, you know, it, it hit me and I'm like, mm-hmm. you know what? He's, he's right. I mean, he's the owner of the company and he's okay with it, but I'm not. Cause I'm just like, you know, no, every, I expected everyone at that time to right. be like me right. and to be as a go-getter like mm-hmm. me. And, and, and if you weren't a go-getter, you were like, you know, not, didn't care, you were slow. And so it, it actually, you know, made mm-hmm. me realize that right. and, and and so now when i when I, I keep keep it in mind when i see some something like a disc mm-hmm. test or it's, and this is the same the same type of thing that I, yeah you you have to understand that person yeah. you know where they're coming from so, so exactly. i want to
2: uh, offer a couple of things to you mm-hmm. uh, first of all we have uh, this notion called e-colors ethics um so for anyone that's listening and uh, any or anyone that may be watching um as you are hearing the description of these colors uh it is not sufficient enough for you to go home and say, mm, you're looking a little red, honey. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure if I'm liking you today. We can't do that right. because what you want to do is uh, one, offer the person the opportunity to discover who they are themselves uh, before we place that idea of who we think they are on them. Right. Uh, secondly, uh, you, you mentioned this as a hiring practice, our, our vision of realizing potential means that I will take you from wherever you are to whatever next level you need to be. So when I hire you, uh, we don't use this as a tool on the hiring, but on the other end, once you've been hired uh, so that I can better understand you, then you'll uh, participate and utilize the tool so that I know, as you said earlier, Liz, um, how do I need to communicate with him or her? Because maybe my approach isn't uh, mm-hmm. the best approach for that individual. So, so that's how we utilize um, the PDI. We, we don't want it to be something where we say you absolutely can't do this job. And the reason I say this is um, even though your natural tendency, Liz, is to move really quickly, uh, switch dresses, go from one scene to the next, you, you are organized. Um, And you can relate to others. Otherwise, you wouldn't be in the roles that you're in right now. It's just not your natural tendency. And who who am I to limit you and say, no, you can't work with people in that way. So instead, we have you work with individuals um, in a way that would allow you to maximize uh, your strengths, but also manage any what we call potential limiters that could get in the way and don't use those potential limiters as an excuse for bad behavior or that's just me and I can't grow in that it's area. It's
0: true. You know, when I was doing the assessment uh, yesterday or, you know, I was doing it online and it gives you a choice of, you know, are you this? You know, are you more this? You know, is this does this word more describe mm-hmm. you or does this one like describe you the least, I guess? And once you, you know, you pick the, the one that describes you the best first and then that leaves three more and you have to pick from those three, which one, you know, is least like you. And I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I can't pick. You know, I'm like, well, it's, uh, the ones that I was left with, uh, the ones that I was left with picking I'm like, I can't pick that one because it's like a, I'm organized. Yeah. I'm like, well, you know, I didn't want to pick that, you know, that because I'm not, you know, I didn't want to pick some of the things, but I'm like, well, I'm, I can't pick the other ones. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that it was making me realize, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm not saying that I'm organized. I'm saying I'm unorganized or I'm saying I'm not organized or, or I don't have follow-through or I don't yeah. complete things. I felt at the point like I was saying that, but I'm like, well, but, but the things that I'm I, I can't say that I am because I'm not. I mean, right. I'm not one of these, you know, right. that this is what I'm going to follow. No, i right. like, sometimes uh, if that's not working, I'm going to switch it up. Right. And that's it. Well, I'm going to get it. I'm going to. And as far as tasks, I'm going to get it done the way I can get it done. Not always the way, you know, it's somebody a, else would have done it. It's too. not
2: in the plan, but it's as creative as you can problem solve it if- Yes, yes.
0: And so we're going to be taking a little break. That's what Laura's motioning. (laughs) And it is time to take a little break. So we're going to take another little break to thank our sponsors. Hi, this is Elizabeth Miranda, your Texas bilingual realtor and broker owner of Miranda Properties. If you're looking to buy, sell or invest in real estate, give me a call. 832-404-6462. I would love to be your realtor.
1: Thank you for joining us here on the show today. We are back with our special guest, Dr. Rosalinda Mercado. She is the CEO of eColors and Education. And we were talking about the personality indicators and their significance and their meaning. So could you just share a little bit more about that with us? So if I could go back, uh, there there are
2: four uh, primary uh, e-colors and possibly uh, 12 different combinations of e-color personalities. When they are combined, as we described, for instance, the yellow, red, red, yellow, uh, we also have this additional idea when I mentioned to you uh, self-regulation, uh, the the notion there um, is that because you know you are fast paced, uh, would you need to hit a play button or a pause button? What do you think, Liz? Um,
0: hmm. I guess if I'm fast, I guess pause.
2: Yes. So you would pause <laughs> on either a potential reaction that might take you further or overboard than what you wanted it to, and you would hit your play. But instead of hitting play to move, you'd hit your play to listen, Mm -hmm. right? So on the other end, where you had mentioned uh, Tony, your husband, uh, his e-colors were blue over green. When you have uh, his uh, internal buttons of pause and play, um, because he doesn't move as quickly to say what he's actually thinking, then for him it's hitting the play button so that Laura can hear out loud maybe what Mm, he has been sitting on for a while. And, and he hasn't said anything, so she has no idea that he was actually thinking
1: that. Right. Yeah. That's a good way to see it. Yeah. That is excellent. <laughs> uh, did you hear that, Tony? Yes. <laughs> let, let's, let me just redeem myself. He balances me out. So yes. that's the best part. No, no, yeah. that, that's exactly right.
2: And, and quite frankly, you need each other. Um, and so you, you would seek out somebody opposite of your e-colors, if you will, uh, so that they, it can be a check and balance mm-hmm. to say, did I think this through? Did, 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 had I considered everything? And it, that person helps you, um, and those internal pause and play buttons be, uh, Practice your personal intervention because the only person that can intervene for you that can either stop you from making the worst mistake that you could make is you. So blaming somebody else saying, oh, if someone would have only done it, it wasn't them. You had to actually go back Mm -hmm. to you, Mm -hmm. but you have to know which internal buttons that you needed to hit um, in your brain for, for you to make that decision.
0: Yeah, I've always said that, um, well, not knowing this, but I've always said, like my daughter growing up, I always told her, you know, you can never change, you can't change another person, you can only change yourself. Correct. I have said that to her over and over, and I believe that, you know, it's almost like, and and I don't mean by, oh, I've got to change to, you know, so that they're not mad at me or whatever, I mean to change your way of thinking about them.
2: And again, I I think life offers us in many scenarios, different perspectives. So the e-colors, if you will, is is at the surface. Um, and if you look at an iceberg, uh, what you see on the t- tip of the iceberg is just a little bit of a person. Mm-hmm. What's underneath, what made them who they are, how it is that they got to be where, where they're at today, uh, you don't know that. And because we don't know that about people until we actually get to learn people, uh, we won't know what's the best way to reach them. So to make judgment or say, uh, you know, this person really doesn't work well with me. I'd I'd like that individual to ask him or herself, did I dig deep enough? Right. Right.
0: Now let me ask you this. Do people, uh, do you think people change colors at different stages of their lives? I would say (laughs) absolutely so. uh,
2: First of all, uh, when I did this with my secondary students, uh, the majority of them, about 67%, were what we would call blue, yellow, yellow, blue. So they like to socialize and they like to relate. So when they came to school, they were looking for meaningful relationships. Does the teacher care about me? Uh, do, do they understand where I'm coming from? Um, but as they uh, grow up and experience careers or maybe even some setbacks, um, their, their e-colors will change just like their personality has changed because life has taught them different.
0: It's true. It's like I was, I was telling you during our break, mm-hmm. uh, I'm a breast cancer survivor, and uh, I, I sort of have the same personality, but I don't. I can right. see a, a, a major, major difference uh, that happened, and I always like was it is it does something happen hormonally, or or I don't know, or or, or was it just my outlook, but or maybe a combination of both. Uh, but it, I certainly, I'm even though yes, I'm a I'm you know I'm assertive, and I was more. But I was probably a lot more assertive and a lot more, you know, just just different. And now I'm, I'm, I'm. Well, of course, age also plays a lot with it, right? <laughs> but certainly a different person than I was. It, to me, it's always pre-cancer, you know, before mm-hmm. cancer and after cancer. Right. Um,
2: again, when you look at the character piece of the uh, what's underneath the iceberg, anywhere from developmental age to uh, life experiences can shift who you are as an individual. Yes.
0: So tell us about these, uh, you know, a couple of different, uh, um, you said there's 12 different personality styles, yeah. any others that maybe that, that you so, want to talk about?
2: Yeah, so then again, if you take the brain and you take the red, green, green, red combination, uh, those individuals prefer to work uh, on their own. They understand they have to work with others, but they've thought every everything through that uh, sometimes when they are looking at an assignment, they're thinking, okay, I'm going to pretend listen because I already know what the answer is going to be uh, or I already know the direction I I want to go. Not all of them do that, but because they they have uh, a keen skill for knowing what steps to take um, and and they have this uh, notion that they want to do it right the first time around, the opposite of them, a yellow, blue, blue, yellow, who is just happy to be around people may feel exhaustive to the other end of that personality. So they're more task oriented, the red, green, green, reds, versus the yellow, blue, blue, yellows who are people oriented because people matter first before they make a decision. And for a red, green, green, red, when they see a person, they will maybe look at them if they need them as a resource.
0: Very interesting. (laughs) That is very interesting. Yes, very, very interesting. Well, we are going to uh, take uh, one final break. Uh, to thank our sponsors, and then we're going to come back and close up the show. Sounds great.
3: Getting approved for a home loan is the first step when buying a home. To submit your loan application, call Susie Condolopoulos with Gateway Mortgage Group at 281 250 2696. Susie is bilingual in English and Spanish. Again, that is Susie Condolopoulos with Gateway Mortgage Group at 281 250 2696. We are back now
1: with our special guest, Dr. Rosalinda Mercado. She is the CEO of eColors in Education. We've been having some great discussion on the different uh, different uh, different of personalities of the four colors, the indicators. So before we wrap things up, uh, if anybody wants to get a hold of you, how could they go about doing that? So there's a, a few
2: ways. Um, eColorsinEducation.org is our main website. Um, in the website, uh, I am the sole person. It's... It, Although I am partnered with Equilibria mm-hmm. um, and I am the uh, nonprofit arm of that organization, I'm the only one that runs uh, our nonprofit organization. So when they go to our website, uh, they will find my information directly okay. uh, there at ecolorsandeducation.org. Now, ecolorsandeducation is also on uh, Facebook and um, Instagram as a page uh, mm-hmm. itself. But you can follow me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at Dr. Mercado, I'm sorry, Dr. Mercado, PhD uh, on Twitter. And then um, they would be able to access and uh, find me through those venues.
1: Okay. And also on Instagram and Facebook, it's going to be eColors and Education. That is correct. Okay, perfect. That way we can get a hold of you and... Drag you out of your hermit hole.
2: Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. And lastly, we want to ask you the four questions that we ask every guest on our show. Okay. To finish up. So our first question is. Can oh, I ask
1: Because ask- I'm going to forget the other two, so I'll just <laughs> do the okay, first go one. Go ahead. That's what I get for not bringing my my iPad with me. So the first question we like to ask all of our guests is, "What was your first job? And is there any interesting story that you have with that?
2: I mean, like first legal job." Like I got well, paid. Well, hey, if and, you want to go with illegal, no. <laughs> yeah. oh, <go> <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no, I'm saying like, um I mean, I took care of kids. Oh, okay, you mean like uh, uh, let's I mean, just I say I first official, job. yeah, first, first, job. Official first official job.
1: I'm sorry, yes, better word. Official. I
2: worked at Luby's. Oh, okay. In my first official job, and was this in the valley? This was in the real Grand Valley, Um and I then. Um, but you, you have to uh, take into consideration that I was born in Mexico. So when I finally had all of my paperwork to make me legal and a resident of the state of Texas at the time, mm-hmm. I was literally of working age. So I was 16. So okay. I was ac- very, very eager to work because I knew that that was a privilege that that I now had. And so Luby's is where I started, but education mattered a lot to me, so I didn't uh, let it interfere with uh, during the school year, but that's what I did in the summer. Oh, okay. What did awesome. you do
1: with Luby's? Uh, uh, Anything? No, the, the, <laughs>
2: the lowest member of the totem pole. So I either vacuumed for you or served you a plate or okay. served you on the line. <laughs> it wasn't, our... wasn't quite exciting.
0: <laughs> so you're originally, you were born in Mexico, but you grew up in
2: uh, Harlingen? I did. It? I grew up in the Rio Grande Valley in An... Harlingen. Yes. Another
0: valley girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> from the valley. I'm
2: from Laredo, Laredo, oh, Texas. Oh, l- okay. um, I'm sorry, Laredo is not the valley, right? I'm just no, it's not. <laughs> I know. I'm close to it. It's not the
1: valley. I'll claim you. That's okay. You can be we're Valley Girl. We're, we're
0: all border towns. <laughs> that's right. Okay. That's a, true. It, it's counts. <laughs> All right. So question number two is, what advice would you give to someone that wants to have um, a career
2: in, uh, in education, the, the kind of career that you have? Um, I think first and foremost, you have to know that um, whatever work that you do, uh, and it, let's say in the work of education, you are working with other people's children. Uh, and because you are working with other people's children, uh, this no longer is a calling about you. It is about wh- what you're going to do to serve them. Um, and if you continue to stay uh, focused on, um, if you will, that vision and that value, then everything that you do, every decision that you make would be for the right reasons. Because um, in, in a business that is uh, that of an ed- education field, and it's in, impacting the lives of children, uh, the adult uh, will always have the power. Um, so that that's a lot of power that you have to be able to manage.
0: That's very true. And let me add something to that question, uh, because you do have a PhD. I do. And not very many do. Mm-hmm. So I know that that's very difficult. I you know, got my bachelor's in psychology, mm-hmm. and I considered going to get my master's. And I said, you know, unless I get my PhD, I, I don't want to go further. And I yeah. wasn't really sure what where I wanted to go, but this just seemed like just... Too much for me. It was just too hard. I, I didn't go uh, past my bachelor. So how did you do it? How
2: did you do it? <sighs> oh, so um, I, I believe I shared with you at break that when I was 17, I had placed myself in a children's home. When I placed myself in that children's home, that changed the trajectory of where I was going. I am uh, one of 13 children. I'm number 11. Uh, and I was the only one that went to, to live at that children's home. So m- my life looks nothing like my, my siblings' lives. Because, again, we we both took um, different roads. When I went to the children's home, the only thing I told myself was I have the brain and I have the capacity to do what I want. That's all I had. Everything else was beat up, if you will. But I said no one can take away my brain. Um, With that, uh, that was symbolic to me uh, in the educational aspect where I said um, I will continue schooling. Um, and started my endeavor with my bachelor's. And when I finished my bachelor's, um, that was my first indication of what I had thought would happen if I earned my education, and it it ended poverty for me. Um, And when I realized how quickly of an impact my education had in changing my life, then then I said to myself, I think I, I really want to continue doing this. But no one had educated or informed me of what the next steps were, I just saw what was around me and was different, so I started inquiring. So, like you said, I, I looked and said, "A master's? Well, what is that, and w- what's the responsibility? What does it entail?" And by this time, I knew that I had the intellectual capacity. Did uh, I have the fortitude and the perseverance to keep moving forward? Because when you get uh, work, when you're working on higher educational degrees, uh, a lot of it is how how long can you persevere. Uh, and keep, keep pushing mm-hmm. yourself because you are uh, doing that along with, for me, I was working full-time as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I went and I, uh, to Texas A&M to complete my master's. When I did that, um, it was uh, to become a, a principal. Uh, and I finished my master's and I learned at that point that I had um, leadership capacity, which I didn't know that I had either. So now I'm recognizing not only am I learning uh, the things I need to know to be a skilled educator, I am now learning things about me that I didn't know I had, uh, innate abilities that people saw in me. And so I uh, really appreciated hearing that kind of feedback um, that I said, I want to continue again and do more. No, there was nobody telling me I couldn't. At this point, my parents had already given up their rights. They were no longer my parents. I was living my own life, and uh, so far, the decisions that I had made had uh, shown indication that it was for the better. Mm-hmm. So, when I went to work on my doctorate, um, it, it was an investment uh, in me as much as the rest of my future the, that I would have. And I never knew what the status of what that doctorate would mean. That was never the goal. But as I was finishing up my doctorate, um, I was four years into it. um, My father had passed away. And so my father was one of uh, my abusers and one of the reasons why I placed myself in the children's home. When he passed away, um, I went to the committee of and I, I spoke to them directly and I had indicated that I was no longer going to finish my degree. I didn't need to finish my doctorate because the very person I was trying to prove that I was going to be have a better uh, life was no longer here. Mm-hmm. Um, and they then said, wow, uh, your father must be so proud of you. <laughs> and I said, oh, you're so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> um, you don't know my father. <laughs> and they said, tell us, tell us more. So I go on and tell them, start off when I place myself in the children's home and up to everything that I've shared with you now. And they decided, um, the wise committee that they were, that my life story of growing up in the Rio Grande Valley um, in poverty and in abuse and neglect, that that should be my research. So my dissertation became my life story. Um, And it was entitled From Being Considered at Risk To becoming resilient. It's an auto-ethnography of abuse and poverty. So that's what I ended up doing my research on. And um, as I shared with you earlier, when you were asking me what advice I would uh, give other people, particularly in education, I went into education uh, knowing that everyone has a story. Mm -hmm. Uh, They just may not have the platform that I did to be able to tell their story. Uh, but at least I I could be willing to listen. Um, and, and if I was willing to listen, then maybe that would be part of the impact that would change the trajectory of that child's life. Um, and so that that's how the degrees came about. Uh, and so it's been 10 years. I, I finished my degree 10 years ago.
0: Wow. And I know that you also work with... Um Child abuse or child abuse prevention, right? Yes,
2: uh, yeah, I don't abuse children. I know. (laughs)
3: Child
0: abuse
2: abuse prevention. Uh, Yes. uh, And and in fact,
0: even going back to the same um, children's home. Children's home. That's right. So
2: I I am. Still affiliated with the children's home. Uh, It is Sunny Glen Children's Home in San Benito, Texas. And uh, that very children's home uh, still exists today. I've been um, connected with them for the last 29 years uh, since I placed myself there when I was 17. So I... Just to do the math, I am currently 46 years old. Oh, my gosh. I never would have guessed that. Uh, <laughs> Thank you for telling me. Yes. I would have wondered forever. <laughs> How did she do this? <laughs> but I, I am sitting uh, the sitting president of the board of directors at Sunny Glen Children's Home. Oh, um, awesome. And continue to offer mm-hmm. guidance and support um, for the children that are continuing to be served by them.
0: Well, what a beautiful story. I Thank mean, you know, as far it. as your, 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 survival. Yes. your survival, your survival, your success. your resilience. Your yeah. resilience. Absolutely. Resilience. Yeah, and and I did uh, find your dissertation yesterday online. So it can be found. And it's a very, I mean, 200 and some pages, right? So no, (laughs) I didn't read it all. (laughs) But um, yeah, yeah, definitely uh, admire you. Definitely admire you and congratulate you on 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 everything that you've become. I appreciate it.
1: And I don't even know if I want to ask this last question because we already know your superpower, (laughs) but I'm going to ask anyway. So we ask all of our guests, uh, tell us what your superpower is, and if you don't, can't identify it, what would you like for No, she has a to superpower. Be. Yeah, <laughs> she does. I just thought I'd say it that way. <laughs> so what's your superpower? We already um, know you're a superwoman. What's your superpower? May, may I just
2: add that um, growing up, I didn't know the skills that I had. Um, and, and I didn't even know them as, as I was describing until I was in university to know I even had a skill set. And, and, and now having the ability to go back um, I can still remember uh, walking to the grocery store at age four um, and passing by the homeless people near my neighborhood and waving at them, super friendly, mm-hmm. saying, hey, you need anything? I'm about to go to the store. A four-year-old had no business, one, talking to strangers, and right. two, running that errand. But that's the life that we were living, right? And um, it, and as I um, found myself doing that, I I really saw that I saw a stranger in no one, that anyone that I would come across had the ability to be given uh, a common human decency and treatment. And so when I see people, um, I don't ever see them as um, less than. As as, a matter of fact, Uh, They could probably teach me more than I already know right now. So I think that that is one of the strengths that I found I had in knowing that no matter where you are in life, uh, you can teach me something just as well as I can with you. It's just a matter of are we willing to have that conversation together?
1: That is a very cool superpower. (laughs) Absolutely absolutely. So,
2: well, we want to just, you know, thank
0: you for, uh, for, for all this information yeah. and for being our guest. Absolutely. And I know that you're uh, here uh, on, uh, I guess, on an assignment or, you know, business, yes, yes, right? Yes, so you're, work. you're not even from, you know, you don't yes. live in Houston. So not. we definitely appreciate yeah. you taking the time, the time to come out, to our, yeah. to our show. Absolutely. And uh, we appreciate it. And,
1: um, you know, uh, what can I say <laughs> other than just thank you? We, we yeah, we really, having really enjoyed but, having you on the thank show. You. Thank you so much. No,
2: thank you. Thank
0: you for joining us for this episode of Casa y Vida. Please subscribe to our podcast and share it with others. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube as Casa y Vida. If you would like to recommend guests or topics, please send an email to LizMirandaTX at gmail.com. Gracias. Gracias.